يتم الحديث ربما عن امكان Events in Sudan these last few days have moved swiftly and in the general direction of downhill. At least 185 people are known to have been killed in fighting which began this past weekend. Perhaps 10 times that many injured. These are almost certainly woeful underestimates. I made calls to uh, Generals uh, Burhan and Hamedi, urging them to agree to a 24-hour ceasefire to allow uh, Sudanese to safely reunite with their families and to obtain desperately needed relief supplies. A 24-hour ceasefire agreed on Tuesday barely lasted 24 minutes. It is difficult to expect much better of another ceasefire agreed for later today. Citizens of Sudan's capital, Khartoum, report outages of water and electricity and shortages of food and medicines. We're safe. Uh, The power has been out. That was something. You know, it's like... I don't even know what it is anymore. All of which is by way of noting that in such fluid circumstances, it is not possible to entirely insulate and explain as such as this against the possibility of being overtaken by events. The event that it would be vastly preferable to be overtaken by would be an agreement by all concerned to knock it off, but as of this recording, this seems depressingly unlikely. With due acknowledgement that things are inevitably more complicated than this, there are two protagonists whose character and motivation are crucial to what has happened and what might. One is General Abdel Fattah al-Burhan, the other is General Mohammed Hamdan Dagalo. I will continue to function until the reins of power are handed over to an elected government. I simply wish to serve my people truly and faithfully. After that, I will have no political role. Abdel Fattah al-Burhan is the commander of Sudan's armed forces and has also been these last three years the de facto president of Sudan as head of something currently trading in the grand tradition of old-school military junta disguising themselves with blandly bureaucratic-sounding corporate identities as the Transitional Military Council. Mohammed Hamdan Dagalo is usually known as Hemeti, which we'll stick with from here out for reasons of clarity. Hemeti commands a paramilitary outfit called the Rapid Support Forces, or RSF, which evolved from the Arab militias which became deservedly infamous as the Janjaweed during the Darfur War of the early years of this century, and were also dispatched abroad to Yemen and Libya as a semi-deniable Sudanese mercenary legion. The Janjaweed's commander of the Darfur war period, Ali Muhammad Ali Abd al-Rahman, also known as Ali Kushaib, is currently answering for his conduct in The Hague. Al-Burhan and Hameti have not always been opponents. Indeed, they connived in Sudan's most recent coups d'etat. In April 2019, they unloaded overstaying tyrant and war crimes indictee President Omar al-Bashir and established what looked a maybe vaguely promising joint civilian-military arrangement to steer Sudan towards democracy. In October 2021, the pair elbowed aside the civilian politicians and declared the military unequivocally in charge. Al-Burhan as head of state, Hameti his deputy. A competent and independent government will take care of the country until the upcoming elections.
The current spectacular falling out between Alberhan and Meti is a byproduct of and reason for the recent failure to form a new transitional government, which was supposed to have occurred this month. It is a fundamental principle of functional democracy that a nation's military serves the government, as opposed to the other way around, as has more often been the case in Sudan. Accordingly, Hermeti's RSF would need to be absorbed into the Sudanese military proper, and presumably, at least as Al-Burhan imagined, placed under the command of Al-Burhan. Possibly more to the point, Hermeti's considerable business empire, which includes a lucrative line in gold mines, might therefore end up being wrested from his control. And both men have still more tawdry reasons for wanting to cling on to power. Al-Burhan and Hermeti have been frequently and plausibly implicated in the same atrocities in Darfur for which Omar al-Bashir was indicted by the International Criminal Court. The path from out of office to in the clink is a fairly well-trodden one. Hermeti may also have a case to answer at home or abroad for the 2019 incident in which the RSF attacked civilian pro-democracy protesters occupying a stadium in Khartoum, killing and or raping dozens. Al-Burhan and Hermeti, to be clear, are both unregenerate thugs, though Al-Burhan probably has the better table manners. If they have decided that this is a zero-sum, winner-takes-all sort of contest, the prognosis for Sudan's 45 million people is bleak. The Sudanese armed forces commanded by Al-Burhan are believed to number just north of 200,000 troops. Hermeti's RSF are maybe around 70,000, but probably better trained, better equipped and more motivated. And it is clear enough that Hermeti's RSF counts among its allies the Wagner Group, the Russian mercenary racket on which the RSF seems increasingly modelled. It has been credibly reported that the RSF has helped run Sudanese gold to Russia via Dubai to fund Wagner's participation in Vladimir Putin's rampage in Ukraine. Hermeti visited Moscow last February as the invasion began. Russia does have long-term ambitions in Sudan, not least of a Red Sea naval base, but it is at least presumable that Russia perceives a short-term interest in causing diplomatic and strategic headaches in places other than Europe. My elder brothers, the heads of state from the other countries, have convened so that we can take charge of not just the organization, but also take charge of the situation in our region. Various regional leaders have volunteered themselves as interlocutors. President Salva Kiir of South Sudan, President Ismail Omar Gwele of Djibouti, President Abdel Fattah el-Sisi of Egypt, Prime Minister William Ruto of Kenya. All will be reasonably concerned about the prospects of any lasting war overspilling Sudan's borders, causing further disruption to that which is already disrupted. Of Sudan's seven neighbours, five are beset by armed conflict of some kind. In the immediate future, it is much easier to imagine how this could get worse than it is to perceive grounds for optimism. For Monocle Radio, I'm Andrew Mullett.